Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to The Patient 3, where we talk about everything happening on the gridiron from sideline to sideline. I'm one of your hosts, Sam. Joining me, as always, Xander and Caden. Let's get it started. For our first episode of the podcast, we are going to start with a little introduction for all three of us. We're going to go over who we are, what we're up to, favorite teams, some cool moments that we've seen, and let's get into it. I'll start. So first off, my name's Xander. I'm 19 years old. I'm currently going to college and majoring in elementary education. So to start off, I am a Dallas Cowboys fan. I know I'm going to get roasted for that. You guys boo me in the comments. Do whatever you have to. I'm used to it. 19 years of this. I, it'll never change, and it's just the way it's going to be for the rest of my life. I'm ready for it. Let me hear it. And... I want to go over some of my favorite and least favorite Cowboys moments. So for an honorable mention for my least favorite Cowboys moment of all time, Cowboys drive down the field. They get themselves into field goal range with about a minute left. It's time to send out the field goal unit. But back in those days, they weren't using punters to hold their field goals. They were still using quarterbacks to do it. And, you know, I see the logic. I see the logic because, you know, quarterbacks are used to catching those snaps, right? Tony Romo didn't get the memo. And my honorable mention is against the Seahawks on the game-winning field goal. Tony Romo drops the snap, picks it back up, and is tackled to – Yard short of the goal line. <sighs> Not a good one. Not a good one there. And <laughs> that was so messed. Not happy about it. Now, if we now we go into my least favorite was the 2014 divisional playoff round. Dallas Cowboys coming off a win against the Lions. After a controversial no call on PI, it wasn't PI, Caden, you remember. Um, very good game up to this point, cold game. And it's getting into crunch time. I believe there's around four minutes left. It's a fourth and two. And the Cowboys call up a deep shot. Don't want to run it. That, that wouldn't work for two yards. So they call up a deep shot. And they're like, well, we got one of the best receivers in the game, Des Bryant. And they drop back. They throw it up. Des Bryant does catch it, by the way. That was a catch. And as he says, I was trying to reach across the goal line, which he clearly was two feet inbounds, football move, was called an incompletion, childhood ruined. And I've never been able to sleep since that night. At that, at that, <laughs> that moment in my life, because that's when I was truly getting into the sport of football. And at that moment in my life, I knew that this existence was going to be pain. And it has been ever since. But luckily, it hasn't been all bad as we go into my favorite moments as a Cowboys fan. So, for my honorable mention, 2016, the Cowboys year where they did really well, you know, their 13-3 and year. 
I remember I had just gotten back. I think it was from in eighth grade dance. It was Thursday night football. And I just got back and was catching the end of the game. And um, playing the Eagles. Game goes into overtime. And the Cowboys drive down the field. Dak Prescott takes the snap. He's rolling around, running around, buying time. And I remember him throwing it. And I was like, oh, my God, this is going to get picked. Camera pans, and I just see Jason Witten. My boy, I miss you, Jason. Wide open in the end zone, just reeling the ball in. And I was like, damn, this was a great day. I love today. And I love the Cowboys. That didn't last. It never does. I always have these high moments. But they never last. But while we're on the high moments, let's get into my favorite Cowboys moment of all time. 2018 wildcard game, Cowboys-Seahawks. Uh, Yeah, Cowboys have a one-score lead, I believe it was. They're driving. They get into like a third and 16 with like four minutes left. And I'm freaking out, obviously, because I have multiple friends that are Seahawks fans. I, I didn't want to hear it. But luckily, I didn't have to. Third and like 15, 16, Dak Prescott, QB draw, up the middle, runs, dives over a defender, reaches for the first down, comes down. His celebration after got me so hyped. I was going crazy. I was sitting in my living room jumping and screaming. That I can truly say to this point, that was my favorite Cowboys moment that I've ever witnessed. Cowboys obviously scored next play, won that game, lost to the Rams, whatever. But that moment just made all the pain so much, so worth it, so worth it. And I will never forget that. Bad as QB draw against the Niners didn't play out exactly like that. Anyway, Sam, I'll kill you. <laughs> anyway, um, okay, I guess I will go off of that. And my name is Sam. I'm a San Francisco 49ers fan from the Bay Area. So I'm not one of those 49ers fans from, you know, Dogwater, Mississippi. Just like, oh, you know, I was a bandwagon fan in 2013. Nah, bro. Been in, been here in the struggle. Been here in the struggle. I was there in the Mike Singletary days, bro. You know, I watched Jim Tom Sula take us to 2-14. and 14. Chip Kelly's still the bane of my existence. Chip Kelly but, was good for Oregon, though. That's all mm-hmm, I care That's right. That's right. But, um... So, growing up, a 49ers fan, you must be wondering, Sam, how do you deal with the heart attacks you get on a weekly basis? And then I, luckily, have found that the 49ers sell uh, heart pacemakers in their pro shop. So, I bought one of them puppies before the season started. And I've been rejuvenated and brought back to life every single Sunday. And it's great. Um, So far, I'm also 19. I live in San Diego, California, and it's really fucking hot here. But other than that, and it's really expensive, please lower the gas prices. <clears throat> and if we're going to go off of our favorite team moments, uh, I'll start with an honorable mention. I was nine years old when the 49ers really started to ramp it up after they hired Jim Harbaugh. And going off of which still to this day, is probably one of the greatest playoff games ever in the history of 
the NFL. You got prime Drew Brees, prime Jimmy Graham, and an upstart 49ers group that hasn't gone to the playoffs since the early 2000s with Jeff Garcia. There's not a lot of hope. But Jim Harbaugh decided to, lead, to, to put the ball in Alex Smith's hands. And Alex Smith decided to run for a third and 11. It was like a third and 11 on a QB sweep with Joe Staley out front. Hall of Famer, should be at least. Y'all had Alex Smith running QB sweeps? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Got a touchdown. But that's not my favorite moment. And, of course, as, as high on the moment I was, little, little Sam Lewis... He uh, was shortly brought down back to earth when Drew Brees decided to hit up Jimmy Graham, and he ran 65-some-odd yards for a touchdown with a minute and two seconds left. You know, just going back to my sad old self. But again, Jim Harbaugh sticking with the stigma of putting the ball in his quarterback's hands, and Alex Smith led one of the greatest drives in 49ers history and capping it off with a third-and-three touchdown bullet to tight end Vernon Davis leading the 49ers to the NFC Championship and having them lose in ridiculous fashion that very next week. But (laughs) if we're going to go to my favorite moment, you can make an argument as if you like, if you really are a diehard NFL fan, you could make an argument that Candlestick Park was probably the most iconic stadium not the most iconic, uh, iconic, but one of the it's most up there. I- it's up there. iconic stadiums in league history. Obviously, up there with Lambeau, up there with Soldier Field, or whatever the fucking old one was, you know, Ro- Rose Bowl Stadium. But um, the Niners are are inside their own twenty on defense, no matter with Vic Fangio at DC, Matt Ryan leading his. Upstart Falcons and playing them the past year in the NFC Championships. Matt Ryan's very familiar with the 49ers and their defense, or at least so he thought. And as they're leading the ball inside the 20 yard line with a minute and 20 seconds to go, Niners up by four, lead closing in on them. He decides to throw a little out route that's tipped up in the air and picked off by all-pro linebacker Navarro Bowman and takes it all the way back to the fucking crib, sending the 49ers to a playoff berth at their last game at Candlestick Park. And that, to me, will always be my all-time favorite 49ers moment. Now, if we're going to go to our least favorite moments, because, of course, I have died a few times watching the 49ers. Sometimes pacemakers do fucking fall out. Um, honorable mention is going to go to it's Super Bowl 54 it's Super Bowl 54 49ers have a 10 point lead with 8 minutes left you know I'm, I'm sitting there thinking okay 49ers finally get their 6th ring it's been about 20 years you know Mahomes ain't shade he's throwing 2 picks he threw, a, he threw a pick to a backup safety I mean how worse can you get to that obviously threw an interception to soon to be all pro tight end all pro linebacker Fred Warner, and then uh, out of Mahomes' magic, which I mean he just does every fucking week apparently, he just decides to go over to his offensive coordinator and he's like, hey, maybe we should wanna run a, you want to run Wasp? Yeah, let's run Wasp. And they run this stupid ass, I've never seen this play run ever in my fucking life, 
where they roll over to the middle of the field and then they cut back on some schoolyard bullshit and throw that pass on old ass, fucking crippled ass Richard Sherman and they swing the momentum and Jimmy Garoppolo does what he does best and throw turnovers in the last two minutes and they lose the Super Bowl eventually by 11 points. How do you lose by 11 points when you have a 10-point lead in the fourth quarter? No, no, but the 49ers are so good at it. Oh, God, that's horrible. I haven't slept since. Anyway, but we're going to go to my actual least favorite moment. 10 years old. Mm -hmm. 10 years old, 11 years old. I'm in Hawaii. Uh. I'm in Hawaii. My my aunt just got married. It's, it's supposed to be a happy time. My aunt just got married. Tells this can you let me can you let me day. finish? Can you let me finish? <laughs> it's the NFC Championship. My aunt just got married in Hawaii. It's a happy day. We're in paradise. We decide, oh okay, let's all sit down and watch the NFC Championship. Sam, you're a 49ers fan. Let's sit down and watch it. Okay. Um if we're gonna go into the intangibles of that game. David Akers was roughed on a punt. So there the Seahawks eventual game tying drive or game winning drive, I forget. Um should have been counted all together. Also there was a play that was called twenty seconds after the delay game counter was called. And also Navarro Bowman did recover a fumble while tearing his MCL. But they gave the ball to the Seahawks anyway. So with the Seahawks up by four, Colin Kaepernick Proven to be a franchise quarterback, at least in my eyes, on the second year. Leads the ball downfield inside the 25-yard line. And we had to leave and go back to the airport because I was also living in Hawaii at the time and had to go back to our own island because I was on Maui. And we had to go back to Honolulu. And so we had to catch a flight. So on the car ride on to the airport, uh, my uncle just says, hey, I have the game here on the radio. You want to finish watching? I was like, of course. The Niners could go to the Super Bowl. Why wouldn't I? Caller explains to the audience that Kaepernick likes to drop back to pass. He finds pretty much reliable Michael Crabtree open space. And the ball gets tipped in the end zone by Richard Sherman. And... He gets tipped and intercepted. Ball game over. Thank you, Joe Buck. And after that is when the tears started to come out of my eyes in the back of a rental car. And I get to the airport sobbing. And and the TSA officer is looking over like I got fucking kidnapped when I'm with my mom. Like he's wondering, are you, he like literally came up to me and he's like, are you okay? And I'm like, mm-hmm. I love that both your least favorite Niners moments have to do with Richard Sherman. <laughs> I find that great. Mm-hmm. Oh, mm-hmm. man. So, yeah. Just hoping that never happens again, even though it will. Okay, and you're a Lions fan. All your least favorite moments are pretty much just every Sunday. So, please start. Why <laughs> uh, don't you guys make me do this? Uh... My name is Caden. I'm also 19, and I'm also in college, and I'm majoring in kinesiology. Um, 
As you may have heard, I'm a Lions fan. Uh, I probably arguably go through uh, more disappointment and heartbreaks than Sam does. Uh, throughout my life, I've been through many downs, few ups, but uh, few ups. We're, 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 we're pushing forward because, you know, that's all you can do is go up from somewhere. Um, things are looking in the right direction right now. Worse. Um, exactly. Can't get any worse. Um, I'll start off uh, with my honorable mention for my least favorite moments with um, the miracle in Motown. Doesn't even involve the Detroit Lions. 2015, literally last game of the season. Um, Lions defensive end Devin Taylor sacks Aaron Rodgers, gets flagged for a face mask. After further review, that was not a face mask that hit his shoulder pad and he got thrown down like a little ragdoll. But, you know, the refs always are on Aaron Rodgers' nuts. So they threw it. And at that time, you could not challenge a flag. Anyway, so they get one more play. And keep in mind, the score is 23-21. Lines are up. And Aaron Rodgers rolls out right, fires a 55-60 yard Hail Mary and... What are the Lions defenders doing? Literally all on the back of the end zone and all the Packers receivers are in front and then there's just Richard Rodgers goes up. Moss is literally his own players to catch the ball and I'm just sitting there absolutely flabbergasted. Can't even do anything. What am I supposed to do? Just I, I was in disbelief. I literally sat there for a solid 15 minutes, watched it over 20 times and I'm like, wow, did that really just happen? But yeah, um... And going into my least favorite moment of all time happened uh, this year, actually. Uh, oh. Week like three or four against the Baltimore uh. Ravens. <laughs> and arguably the best kicker in the National Football League, even in history, Justin Tucker, lines up for a 66-yard field goal. And I'm like, there is no way <laughs> that this guy is making this field goal. And keep in mind, this is the this year where we still have to build momentum going into the season since it's still early in the season, you know, but yeah, Justin kicker line or Justin Tucker lines up. I'm just sitting there. Like there's no way. Why is he even attempting this? And, uh, the ball's up and I'm just like, wow, wow. It's actually going to get there. And when I see it hit the yellow crossbar from the angle it showed on TV, I was in disbelief that that ball bounced in front of the crossbar into the, the field goal like literally and they i was i was actually uh, very very heartbroken that it literally took uh, a world record field goal to beat dan campbell's lines so yeah anyway uh moving on to my honorable mention for my favorite moment um probably has to be calvin johnson um 20 his second to last season as a lion um we were playing the Eagles on Thanksgiving and he had four touchdowns, three or four touchdowns and broke the Thanksgiving um, uh, all time receiving touchdowns um, record. Uh, that was a pretty wholesome moment because I remember just that was a good time watching Thanksgiving. The the lines were dominating the Eagles at the time. But yeah, um, and my favorite moment, uh, I was really contemplating on what game specifically because uh, Matthew Stafford. Um, He's had a lot of fourth quarter comebacks, especially in that 2017 season. Um, but yeah, uh, it wasn't one of the comebacks. It was one of his runs that really uh, 
made me happy. And that's what, when he absolutely obliterated the Titans middle linebacker and put him on his ass. Mm, yeah. No, he, you're talking Matthew about. Stafford ran for a first down on like third and seven and just trucked him. Mm-hmm. And Matthew Stafford gets up in his face and the Titans linebacker just literally does a, literally a 360. He doesn't even know where he's at. But yeah, that was, that was probably my, um, my favorite moment of all time that I've witnessed. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. I find it funny that your favorite Lions moment is literally just a singular play. Mm-hmm. Like no stakes at all in that game. The Lions were probably run. the Lions were probably two and twelve, and that <laughs> just runs through a face. Guys, face. I have seen that play. I I have seen that. That was crazy. But it's just so it's so sad that that is the peak of your lion's existence. I'm I'm just yeah, it's literally right there. It absolutely destroys. But anyway, it's like the moments that could have been my favorite moments, the lions I've just lost. 2011 playoffs, we had a good team, L. 2013, which we sh- that was the year. That was probably the best lions team we had in a long time, especially offensively, L. And then uh, 2015, loss. So, to the Seahawks. That's on a, fr- a freaking illegal bat out of the end zone. So Tough being a Lions fan. It's just sad yeah. existence. Mm-hmm. Y'all on the come up, though. You have Dan Campbell. All righty. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for listening to our little introductory episode, learning who we are and who you're going to be listening to a bunch of dudes jabber about football for 45 minutes twice a week. So thank you for listening. Enjoy episode two. Should be out now.